Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about getting to know your kids based on what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Good evening, everyone. It's evening when I'm recording, so it's evening for you, too. I'm here with my friend EJ. And I'm here with my friend Matt. It's Just Dads reading books, and this week we're reading comics. And don't worry, it's nothing scary. It's a world we've been in before. We get to return to Avatar The Last Airbender. Is this an Avatar The Last Airbender show? I don't know. It's starting to feel like it, but <laughs> I love I love it when it is. I'll tell you that much. Uh, this week we read uh, what is the graphic novel, which is actually a collection of the comics and the first set we are reading is called The Promise. So there are three uh, longer-ish comic books that then were condensed into this one graphic novel. This is almost immediately after uh, the events or really, I I guess there's like an immediate and then it's a year after, is that right? Like a year after the events of the original TV show. So still like a young Aang, young everybody, uh, but this is this is a little slice story, and EJ and I both went to this really not knowing what to expect, not knowing if this was just going to be a tag-along thing or if we were going to be excited for these. So, uh, EJ, what do we have to report? Yeah, uh, well, it was, it's a bit of... The, this first three books set is a bit of a mixed bag, yeah. I will say, but um, in a good way, in a good way. It You definitely feel... Um, you definitely feel kind of a progression, right? Yeah. You kind of feel, you even feel maybe even some author progression yeah. uh, from the first book to the third book in this, in this one uh, graphic novel. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird and interesting. It, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint maybe some of the characters intentions at, at a lot of points uh-huh. in the series, especially in the first kind of novel, uh, or the first kind of part of this um, this book, yeah, is it's it's really kind of it feels kind of hodgepodge together. It's yeah. like a paper mache of like, <laughs> and it feels very fan service, yes, fan fictiony um, almost. Like it just feels like uh, yeah, this it other definitely thing. has some like, slash fiction going and, on. <laughs> and 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 I, you know, when we first started the books too, I wondered if they were going to feel like that, and we were obviously delightfully surprised by the books. But yes. I compare this honestly to the first time I watched the show at all which was Mm -hmm. not that long ago i did not watch it when i was younger so i did not come to love it when it was you know when i was the audience it was intended for and there is a little bit of uh i think training wheels there's a little bit of time you need to get familiar with these things because they are absolutely intended for kids especially at the forefront right and so yeah the first issue of this feels a little overly jokey and the jokes are like is that funny is that actually funny at all like would it even <laughs> would even a kid laugh at that i don't know yeah um yeah if, if i were hearing it in the voice actors uh you know performance maybe i would i would laugh at that but just reading it on the page is a little bit harder and it just feels like a comic for kids but yeah. that's their little trap that they've laid <laughs> they for, you. for you <laughs> ah yes the wicked witch of the west <laughs> Ah, you thought, you thought you'd come in here with your little silly little games, you avatar, but no, you've left with apartheid. (laughs) (laughs) 
You've left with a solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict, everyone. Just have an avatar. Yeah, these rule. These are so good. Uh, the, the, the second and the third issue make up for literally any kind of waiting around the first one uh, gives you. Uh, you kind of set up the conflict in the first one. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. this seems like it could get real. And, and if anything, like the second half of that first issue is when they've like yeah. truly declared what set this is up, about. Yeah. And what this mm -hmm. is about is a territory called Yudao that, you know, we're talking about the Fire Lord has been recently upended. And you have this city that was under Fire Recall. Nation occupation. And it was right. colonized by the Fire Nation. And need I remind you, it was a 100 years war <laughs> that yeah. lasted, right? We are right. talking about generations of people have now lived in this city as Fire Nation people. And they're not the people who came to this land as, you know, colonizers. They're just That's the people so that are from there now. But when the Fire Nation was uh, undone, the Earth Kingdom wanted to claim its territory back. And there's a bunch mm -hmm. of people there that went... But I'm from here. And everybody else went, <laughs> no, we're from here. <laughs> and thus is the central conflict behind our uh, our comic here. And it's really amazing how boldly they just step right into it. Yeah, I I, uh, I kind of anticipated a lot of tiptoeing around the mm -hmm. point, but it actually is the opposite. It yeah. is banging your head against the wall <laughs> is what this book uh, does. Uh, as you said, it sets up in the first part. The reason it's called The Promise, we should state, sure. is because initially at the beginning, um, Zuko and Aang and the Earth King all make kind of a pact. Yeah. And in that pact, they're saying, okay, we need to, you know, we're going to move all the Fire Nation colonies back home. Yep. That's what we're going to do. All Fire Nation citizens will move back home. Yeah. And that's like the, the initial agreement. And then Zuko goes to Aang and says, hey, you've got to promise me that if I ever turn out like my dad, yeah. you got to end me. You right. got to put me down. You got to put me in my place get rid of me yeah and ang's like i don't know if i can make that kind of promise because you're my friend and zuko's like no you've got to yeah do this you if must. you ever think I, i've lost my way now <laughs> as this book progresses you you know it it becomes more complicated than yeah. that right? right you know th there's not a time in this book where i feel like zuko's wrong and, yeah. and he's probably the only character that i felt the entire time was Doing well, the right things. That's the man. That is the beauty of this book. <laughs> is that is at, at, by the end of it, that is what it's all about. Uh, because yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. No one's ever really like straight up and down wrong in this book, except right. for Fire Lord Ozai, who's in prison, and Zuko yeah, goes Ozai's and talks to him wrong. often. Ozai's and Ozai evil. is a horrible, horrible man, uh, yeah. and and is you know just of of a terrible, terrible time. And but but from Zuko's perspective, he is like trying to do the right thing but then what what inevitably happens is uh the earth kingdom and the earth king decides that uh you know they they need to be a bit they need to take more of a stand and and it's not you know the the when the fire peop the fire nation people that are living there are retaliating 
the Earth King wants to step in and protect his people because this is what was prompt. This this is what was, you know, deemed the correct method. This harmony restoration movement is essentially like the name of the the thing that they are doing, and and he's trying to protect his people. And Zuko is saying, yeah, but the, but now you're attacking my people, and I do want them to leave peacefully, but like I can't just like make them do anything. And it does. It's so good at kind of this balancing act of, and it. It teases it in little lines of dialogue all spaced throughout. And if anything, my favorite part is it doesn't hit you over the nose with this moral, which is like, we're talking about people. <laughs> we're just talking yeah. about people that are from places and stop putting nation ahead of people and lived experiences. And, you right. know, the I, I love that by the end of this book, it's it doesn't just like spell all of that out for you, but enough times it's been brought up that that is like your biggest takeaway is we're talking about people with lived experiences and memories and family and those are the things that are important not retribution and colony and honor <laughs> or all, any of that yeah and it really gets sparked by this uh young fire nation girl named yes. Corey, i believe is her name yeah and Corey, um I mean, I don't know how she gets to Zuko, but she straight up like is on a mission to kill Zuko. Right. Uh, in the first book, she's like, "I'm gonna show up on your doorstep yeah. and just obliterate you." Right. To the point where he has to replace his guards with Kyoshi warriors, which is really like a fun yeah. subplot. There's some fun <laughs> subplots. In there this, really by are, the way. and they happen like, so fast because it's it's not a very long graphic novel, all in all. But yeah, you you have to really like cling to the really good su subplots because they're gone in a flash. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like the three the metal benders. Yeah. Uh, they're great. Yes. They're they're the life of, <laughs> of, of books two and three for sure. Uh, I'm a big Dark One fan, and you should read these books just to to see who the Dark One is. Yeah. He's he's awesome. Anyways, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it complicates. Yeah, she she shows up and complicates the Harmony Restoration movement yeah. for Zuko. Right. The book is really about, like you said, it's about be, be, being together, and it's weird because I had never really side with Aang at all until like the end yeah. when he like figures it out right? right like at the end like ang finally figures out oh we should just let people live where they are yeah, and right. everybody you know if they're if they're making it work like what who are we to tell them no yeah it's like yeah dude like That's like cool. what were you so hung up on <laughs> uh the entire freaking b book yeah and but and he was just so set on this like segregation is this what mission. it was yeah. yeah but and 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 they don't earn it until the third book really is is the True. problem the 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 reason that and i agree with you that it's like why is ang harping on this so much like why yeah, is he like, so why isn't he just sitting taking and it's a mostly because he's just like because it. it's what we agreed to because we right. said we would we have to do what we said we would do you know honestly that's very ang like for yeah him yeah to do that right to just like go off on people because like because we said so right. like it is very ang to but do, so what they what they get to in this third one is there's this other undercurrent, this other side plot is that there's this little fan club of Aangs that's been this forming. Is so good. And they're half Aang fan club, but they're also half like just air nomad appreciators. They're trying to gather the history of the air nomads because they like Aang so much. He's such a wonderful avatar, all this stuff. And in the third book, that finally comes to a head of uh, he he meets these ones that where they've put the air nomad tattoo on themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's the full tattoo. And he gets deeply offended by that because that's his culture and that tattoo truly means something to right. you know to the people 
that he that gave it to him um and and specific to ang's case this is less of a real world parallel you know ang is the last one left so he really feels the onus to protect this this thing mm-hmm. and you see that then is kind of why he's maybe okay with this segregationist thing is he's he really does believe in cherishing your history and cherishing and your heritage, yeah. your heritage uh, for, for all the reasons that it has ever existed and, and all the reasons it's gotten you to where you are now. And, and he hates seeing it in his mind, almost defiled by these people who, who haven't been raised in it and, and all that. And he's, he's wrong. And ultimately like he realizes he's wrong, but there is something to his belief in that, right? Of like, well, I don't want you to appropriate my stuff. Like that's, that yeah. is, that is a wrong thing to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's uh, he was fine with the other uh, fan club when they were just a bunch of girls like swooning over right, him. But right. when it's people who are trying to practice and preserve his culture, uh, all of a sudden he wasn't so cool with yeah. it. So, uh, you know, there is a fine line here. I'm not of saying, course. You know, obviously, right? Just, I, listen, but, we let this off saying this is allegory, allegorical to the Palestine-Israel conflict. This isn't an easy thing we're yeah, describing no, yeah, in, the, at like, any blush. Yeah, It's it's kind of wild that this was written, what, like 13 years ago or whatever yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. Um, t- 2010, 2009, somewhere, somewhere in there. It was written a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it just, it's it's crazy how relevant this book is. Yeah. Um, just just on that alone just the fact that it's it's very much about we don't we don't really own the land folks like yeah land belongs to people because they've been there you right. know they've been sure. there for a certain amount of time yeah. you can't just have somebody uh later on after you've not been on a land for a long time mm-hmm. say oh now it's ours again because right. like that that's what's happened here right the yes. fire nation colonized a spot right which maybe at the time was wrong yes. for them to do. Of course. But they have then, like, the Earth Kingdom left. Like, it's right. not like they were coming back for it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Earth King's like, well, now we want it back. Yeah. And now we want all of these places back. That yeah. They're ours because we want, because we want them. And, right. and the Avatar says we can have them. Yeah. So we're going to have them now. Yeah. And, and that's not how that works, man. Like, yeah. They've people you can move are, people there. Live here now. You can yeah, go you, there too. Yeah, you and that really becomes <laughs> that becomes like yeah. the, the final idea that that really gets put forward in this is is the notion, and this is what Aang comes to realize too, is these histories also have to have a future. It's not enough right. for them to have their history. It's so kind of amazing how all of these different threads form a cohesive kind of set and a cohesive uh, uh, you know morality they're trying to talk about in the end but it's it i I just love that it doesn't spell it out too much but ang kind of separately has this realization about his own uh you know feelings towards the things he's experiencing being like i i had to accept that you know i i couldn't only live in my history and, and only respect my history i do need to respect that but there is also the moving forward that must happen and and you dao becomes a, a essentially an earth and fire nation and and right. it's, it becomes a very cool idea in the avatar universe that you know I, I if anything i wish could get explored even more you see you see it in different ways in like uh republic city eventually too but it, it's very different here uh the the other piece of all this puzzle is zuko's storyline and how it wraps up uh is is also a part of this which is uh to something you said earlier which is that zuko this whole time has been trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong uh and like capital r right, right. capital w wrong and mm-hmm. Uh, the the conclusion of that arc is 
Zuko realizing the promise he made Aang give him was wrong all along. And I love there the way this go. comes about yeah. because the reason the promise was wrong is it was an out for Zuko. Zuko said, if I'm bad, kill me. Right. And that Instead means of... <laughs> Zuko doesn't have to worry about being right. good or bad. He just has somebody to die. Somebody else has made that decision for <laughs> And somebody him, else right. has to decide what is right and wrong. And that's not what being a person is. Being a person no. is deciding what is right and wrong. And that's why also Aang didn't have like any perfect solution for most of any of these books because there, there's not just like some perfect right answer to this. There's, it's going to be more complicated than that. Yeah, and it's funny because Ozai actually leads him to this answer when mm -hmm. he talks about Zuko on the beach. It's true. Which is a really interesting vignette that's in this book where uh, it's a flashback to Zuko on on the beach where that beach episode happens in the yeah. show. Um, he goes to save a turtle duck yeah. from a bird uh, and he picks the turtle duck up and then he's like, I'm saving this, this, this thing. But then yeah. he realizes that he's robbing the bird of food. So he's indecisive. He doesn't right. know what to do. Yeah. And uh, Ozai makes the point. He goes, you know, he, you know, Zuko's like, you're right. I should have, you know, let the turtle duck, turtle dove die or mm -hmm. whatever is what is what Zuko says. And Ozai says, no, you just should have stuck with one or the other. Right. Well, and, and it's, there's a beautiful thing to where Ozai <laughs> is both right and wrong in this moment. Because right. one of the things Ozai says to him is uh, whatever you choose is right. Now, he says it because right. you are the fire lord. You are the fire Whatever lord, the right. fire lord chooses is right. But right. where he's correct in his thinking is mm -hmm. whatever you like whatever you go with in that moment that's the morality you had to stick to and later you can look back on it and realize you were wrong or you can stand yeah, by where you were but the right. the the real thing is that there just isn't a right answer there is not a right there is only what you chose to do there is only your history and there is only your future to to have to contend with it you you can't you know only focus on what is right and wrong right it's it's not about the fact that you you didn't condemn the hawk to death you you granted the turtle dove life yeah. is is kind of the 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 mentality right you have to be able to say you have to be able to justify the actions that you take now ozai right. it's funny that it's coming from ozai because his whole arc in the show is about justifying why he does the things that he does yeah. and how he, every single little decision that he makes in the show it's so funny is, is, is just a wrong justification, right? Yeah, it's right. It's, it's saying, no, 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 it's them who are wrong. Right. And so it's very interesting uh, to see how Zuko eventually gleans the right answer from the wrong person in this book. Right. Uh, yeah. Which, Man. Oh my gosh. What a perfect <laughs> summation of like yeah. what we always praise these avatar things for right. is it's always about characters and every villain True. is doing what is right to them? I mean, honestly, these comics encapsulate like what Avatar as a universe is always mm -hmm. about, which is just that like you don't get to stand on any sort of moral authority. It doesn't exist. The Avatar exists to bring harmony and what harmony right. means changes with every generation. That's uh, the, the clearer picture now I have of the Avatar universe is mm -hmm. now we've seen four different avatars and their problems are always so different and yet always the same <laughs> and yet it, it, always the same i do i do want to call one thing out that i think is 
incredible setup in this in this graphic novel specifically the setup of the promise to the legend of Korra is so good yeah like if you just went straight from this book into the legend of Korra I mean that's all the context you need to how we got to that world right like how we got to a world where where now everybody lives together and it's all intermingled yes absolutely yeah because because this this town is the little Republic city that Aang eventually establishes. Yeah. Like, I, Aang I do think, eventually establishes that. Right. I think geographic, it's not technically the it's not, exact No, no, it's same, not the same it's, spot. It's the, it is but the, it's the, the idea. mold. Yeah, the right. mold for what he goes on to right. make his life's work, exactly. right? This, this is the inciting goal. incident yes. of right. his life's work. Uh, right. This and, is a direct line. Mm-hmm. And the end of it is also a tease of what his son will go on to do, right? Is is yep. rebuilding the Air Nation. He starts and he says, you know what, you you Air Nation followers, you the fan club, you can become Air Nation acolytes. And yes, I'll just train you up as if this were real. And, you know, that's that becomes like his son's mission uh, once he's gone. True. Yeah, I, I think it's so interesting. It also sets up one other thing, which is the eventual oppression that, that non-benders feel. <laughs> yes, like, right, right. Where's their place? Wild. All these nations right. have these conflicts, and then there's like a whole huge portion of the population that's right. like, we're not any of that. Like, why do you <laughs> yeah, get to just, I just <laughs> what about my nation? I make soup. <laughs> yeah, I'm the soup, I'm cabbage guy. What do you I'm want from me, guy. man? Uh, yeah, I, I was so blown away by these. We will absolutely absolutely do more of them um honestly i i i had the suspicion that we would like them a lot but i'm glad to get over that first hurdle of that little bit where it's like oh this is a little hokey and i bet they all start that way that's how they onboard you in these avatar things across the board i think the books even if anything you and i got so used to those because those Mm -hmm. were never hokey goofy times fce took oh, the avatar no, universe FCE. and was like i'm just making this, no, my, this, is this serious, my thing my and these because they're <laughs> you know they're adopting the art style of the show they're holding on to that part of the show that the books just completely let go yeah. of so getting our brain kind of recentered on that i think is helpful and now i can't imagine we have any problems with any more going down the line because we're just like well yeah i mean the hokey jokes for kids are part of it they're they're comic books for little kids what did you expect we got we got to trick ourselves into books for adults which is what i think all of the avatar novels are they're just books for adults yeah absolutely and i i'm so excited for the follow-up to this yeah this group of of novels which is the search yeah graphic novels the search which is this this is what it's really culminated to for us because this is actually so the promise is interesting because it, it happens basically directly after mm-hmm. um, part four of of Sozin's Comet yeah. or, or whatever that last episode's called. Yeah. And then we go straight, basically straight into this. I mean, yeah. not not too far removed. I would say maybe a, a couple weeks to a month. I mean, yeah, Zuko yeah, that, feels pretty, right. pretty green at this. Yes. And then we go into the thing that actually Michael Dante DiMartino and uh, Brian Konechko wanted to do, which is make a 90 minute movie yeah. about finding Zuko's mom. Right. And, and uh, I'm reading about it now. The next we'll get, one is that, and this mm-hmm. book sets it up. The very, very end is, is sort of yeah. the, the teaser for what that next one is going to be, uh, which is, yeah, the, the search for Zuko goes on. I didn't know that about uh, it being, uh, and intended to be movie. Uh, so that's, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. So it's, so it, 
this is where it really comes to a head, I think, is is what we're going to be getting to. Yeah. And kind of the part that I'm most excited about because it's this is all set up for yeah. Azula comes back at the end of this one. Wow, spoiler yeah. alert. Exactly. And she yeah. looks she looks insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh it's it's fun because I was honestly not particularly interested in revisiting Aang's storylines at all maybe like some adult stuff uh some of the like the way later ang things was like oh i i just like it when things are shaken up but i wasn't like excited to return to kid ang at all and this made me excited for that again i was yeah. i was fully post cora or bust that's the stuff i want to get to we're reading all these other things so that i can eventually get to the post cora books mm -hmm. but like I'm, I'm so invested in in all of it now. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Actually, uh, it's crazy because, like, it's funny because Korra is a maybe the strongest on screen avatar mm -hmm. of the of the three or four we see. Yeah, I mean, we see what Roku, Aang, and a little and Korra, bit of you, you and maybe some of Kiyoshi. Uh, yes, every now some and then. of Kiyoshi, right? But. Like in terms of presence and yeah. in terms of character, like the yeah. actual character themselves, right? You know, I feel most attached to Korra. Definitely. But what's weird about the series is that I'm actually more attached to all the supporting characters yeah. in The Last Airbender. For sure. So it's so it's kind of a weird well, dichotomy you got to deal and, with. And and if anything, I feel like a little bit of what they're setting up in these, and 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 maybe the thing I'll be kind of looking out for is. If there's one failing of the original show, it's that maybe Aang didn't go through like a wild amount of growth uh, throughout its whole throughout the whole course of the show. He's he's probably the character who develops the least, I would say. A lot of True, the supporting yeah. cast goes through a lot of a uh, way more development. Zuko obviously is most his favorite yeah, because his whole thing is like the his story. His character arc is insane. But what it feels like we're getting is there's a lot of change Aang gets to go through after <laughs> the events of that right there's there's more ang story to be told and i'm curious to see if they if they make him go through some changes well ang's ang, it's so interesting with ang specifically because ang is so objective focused yes throughout the show and right. it's almost like it, it he can't there's no way he can actually go through an entire emotional character arc yeah. because he has to stay basically singularly focused on his job <laughs> right like right like i mean there's no there's no time for ang to to really do anything else except for continuously train like there's a lot of side plots that he yeah. goes on but it's all in service of him yeah. getting from point a to point b right. it's what makes well, the first five seasons of game of thrones so good yeah right, right. it's and, and it's and all the traveling it's maybe <laughs> it's unfair me to journey. say that he doesn't go through arcs because he does but it's, it's mission statement is he's learning each of the uh bendings right, right? and right. and he's learning lessons through those bendings but it, it always feels like that kind of goal right like you're saying it's mission oriented mm -hmm. rather than like ang truly personal learning growth. something right. new in personal growth yeah i i think that's the, the feeling of it and now that's not the mission anymore and so what we get no, to see ang so doing is so much personal more yeah. personal so yeah i'm very excited for it everybody and uh yeah you can look forward to a lot more of it i think it's going to be a, a running i think we've found kind of our next season uh of you know every couple episodes we're gonna we're gonna keep hitting these up yeah, we're going to knock these out pretty quick. We'll probably do a couple more, too, that are like in the set. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. But we're definitely going to knock out the search. Yes. And the one that's after the search. Right. Don't know what it's called. but Whatever. But we'll that's definitely there. on the docket. Uh, next week, though. Mm. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy, man. Yeah. EJ's so ahead of me. And EJ <laughs> is, has 
just been messaging me constantly about Akata Witch, uh, a, a book by Nettie Okorafor. Uh, and yeah, I'm I, I'm quite excited to get finished with that book. I, I need to start binging it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, and you know what? A binge-worthy book. Uh, I am I am over the moon to yeah. to be able to discuss that one with you next week. So Perfect. very excited. Let's do it. Mm-hmm.